0: Log Talk Radio. Truth Seeker, you are listening to PGN Live Online Church. It is Thursday, January 25th of 2024. This is Secrets Revealed. Understand the book of Revelation from start to finish. I am your book of Revelation research scientist, and tonight we're talking about the reality of the post-tribulation rapture, the reality of the post-tribulation rapture which is followed by the wrath of God. We're looking at the seven last plagues described in the seven plagues prophecy. Let's look at the timeline presented in Matthew chapter 24 and in the book of Revelation. We have 42 months of the wrath of Satan, 42 months of a time of great distress like the world has never seen, nor will it ever see again. Three and a half years, that's 1,260 days, that's 42 months, where Israel experiences another holocaust led by the Antichrist. That holocaust is a war on Jews in Israel. It's expanded to include Christians everywhere, as described at the end of Revelation chapter 12 and in Revelation chapter 13, the 666 Antichrist prophecy. The Great Tribulation is a time of great distress for those who are team Jesus. Those who are team Jesus will experience the great tribulation as described in Revelation chapter 20. We're told that those who lost their lives during the great tribulation because they refused to take the mark of the beast, because they refused to bow down or in any other way worship the statue of the Antichrist, that those individuals are living again. They have been resurrected and they inhabit an incorruptible body and are again on this present earth after having lost their lives, after having experienced the first death. They participate in the first resurrection, and John, the revelator, sees them during the millennial reign period and reports uh, that they are living again here on this present earth, talking about the reality of a post-tribulation rapture, the reality that the great tribulation is the wrath of Satan. The wrath of Satan is a time of great distress not for those who are on Satan's team. Those who are team Satan take the mark of the beast. They follow the agenda of the Antichrist. They practice the one world religion promoted by the false prophet, the final pope. It's no way possible that the rapture, Is pre tribulation because the tribulation is a time of tribulation not for those who are Team Satan but for those who are Team Jesus. The great tribulation is the wrath of Satan and he's going to pour it out through. His leadership on this earth at that time, his leadership includes the Antichrist and the false prophet who will work together in tandem as described in the 666 Antichrist prophecy, Revelation chapter 13. After the wrath of Satan is the marriage of the Lamb. That's the first resurrection described in Revelation chapter 14. After the rapture, the first resurrection is... The wrath of God. Now, it is true. We are not appointed to God's wrath. In the same way that the wrath of Satan is a time of great distress for those who are team Jesus, the wrath of God is a time of great distress for those who are team what? You guessed it. Those who are team Satan those who choose to take the mark of the beast on their forehead or on their right hand so they can participate in the one world government, so they can buy and sell in the system, the financial systems of the new world order led by the Antichrist. Now let us hear the reality Of the wrath of God and who experiences the wrath of God the seven last plagues that precede the Battle of Armageddon the seven last plagues are the wrath of God they culminate they culminate with the Battle of Armageddon which immediately follows the seven final plagues let's hear about it Revelation chapters 15 and 16 that is the seven plagues prophecy. Let's go to Revelation 16. Revelation chapter 16 verse 2 says, John the Revelator speaking to you and me, readers of the book of Revelation. So the first angel left the temple and poured out his bowl on the earth. And horrible, malignant sores broke out on everyone who had the mark of the beast, and who worshiped his statue. It begins with an angel of the Lord in heaven. The angel leaves the temple in heaven to pour out the first plague, the first contents in the bowl which release the first plague on this present earth And a cancerous sore comes upon everyone who has taken the mark of the beast and who has worshipped the statue of the Antichrist, which will be commissioned by the false prophet as described in Revelation chapter 13. Let's continue. Verse 3 says, Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse and everything in the sea died. Then the third angel, poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs, and they became blood. And I heard the angel who had authority over all water saying, You are just, O Holy One, who is and who always was, because you have sent these judgments. Since they shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets, you have given them blood to drink. It is their just reward. And I heard a voice from the altar saying, "Yes, O oh Lord God, Almighty, your judgments are true and just. Let's pause there for a second so after the the third angel pours out the contents of his bowl, we're told that an explanation, a rationale for this judgment that has been released to those who are team Satan that it is in place for this reason. Quote, they shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets. Now when have these individuals who have taken the mark of the beast, when did they shed the blood of God's holy people and his prophets? They do this during The Great Tribulation, they do this during the 42-month period described in Revelation chapter 12 and in Revelation chapter 13. So during the Great Tribulation, the blood of God's holy people and prophets will be shed. Revelation chapter 12 explains that a war will be waged against those who are of Jewish faith, who are worshiping in the rebuilt temple where the ashes of the red heifer will be used in uh, ceremonies. The ashes of the 10th red heifer will be used in ceremonies where the Jewish people are worshiping, worshiping the Lord our God. the war on Jews will be enlarged to include Christians, as described at the end of Revelation chapter 12, which is the 1,260 days prophecy. So it begins as a war on Jews, the Great Tribulation. It's enlarged to include Christians. And during this period, God's holy people and his prophets the blood of many of God's holy people and prophets will be shed. We're told that in Revelation 20 that some will be beheaded because we refuse to take the mark of the beast, because we refuse to bow down and worship. Uh, we refuse to worship the statue. I keep saying bow down, but when Nebuchadnezzar had that giant statue built, the way that they were to worship the statue uh, When uh, the musical instruments were played, people were supposed to bow down. We're not told in the book of Revelation exactly how they will want individuals to worship the statue. So it might be bowing down. It might be making a salute in the way that uh, Hitler wanted to be acknowledged and worshipped. We're not told. But we see for sure that there will be worshiping of the statue and of the Antichrist by those who have taken the mark of the beast. So what's the point? The rapture is post-tribulation. We have more evidence here in Revelation chapter 16, verse 5 and verse 6. During the great tribulation, Christians will be here and the blood of Christians will be shed, and as judgment for shedding the blood of his people, the wrath of God, after the wrath of Satan, it comes, and when uh, it comes, seven final plagues are released. We just heard about the third plague. Let's continue. Revelation chapter 16, verse 8 says this, Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, causing it to scorch everyone with its fire. Everyone was burned by this blast of heat, and they cursed the name of God. Let's pause there for a second. This is the very first verse, the very first verse in Scripture that alerted me to the reality that believers will not be on this present earth During the wrath of God Believers will not be here. We see at the beginning of Revelation chapter 15 some information about events in heaven Prior to the seven last plagues being released I believe that the beginning of Revelation chapter 15 reveals that once we meet Jesus Christ in the clouds there's a period of time where we will be with jesus christ in our glorified bodies so remember jesus is already in his glorified body and he sits at the right hand of the father right now uh... inhabiting that body in heaven i believe that in the book of revelation we see at the beginning of chapter fifteen that after the first resurrection we will be in heaven for some period of time it appears to be a relatively short period of time along with Jesus after we meet him in the clouds. Now, what else happens while we're in heaven? On the earth, the angels pour out these seven final plagues. Now, let's look at this. It says, Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, causing it to scorch everyone with its fire. Let's talk about percentages. What percentage of individuals is everyone? Is it 50%? 50%. Let's say you believe that Christians will represent 10% of the earth. So is everyone 90%? No. Everyone means all. Everyone means every one, every person, 100%. And this verse reveals that everyone is going to be scorched by the fire of the sun. And then it says, everyone was burned by this blast of heat, and they cursed the name of God. So let me ask you a question. Do believers curse the name of God? And it further says, and they cursed the name of God who had control over all these plagues. They did not repent of their sins and turn to God and give him glory. Do believers fail to repent of their sins? No, we don't. Repentance is step one for the born-again Christian. For believers, repentance is at the very beginning of our walk with the Lord. No person can be a Christian if the individual has not repented of his or her sins. So surely when it says everyone here in Revelation 16, verses 8 and 9, it says everyone in verse 8, and then again in verse 9, everyone, two times. And no exceptions are noted. So that means 100% of the people, that means that Christians are not here. Those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life We are not here at the time that the seven last plagues are being poured out on the earth. Uh, I believe that that's also revealed in Habakkuk chapter 3. We talked about that last uh, week. Let's continue here. Revelation verse 10 says, Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. His subjects ground their teeth in anguish. Anguish, And they cursed the God of heaven for their pains and sores. But they did not repent of their evil deeds and turned to God. So again, these individuals are not repenting. They're not turning to God. Then verse 12 says, Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates River, and it dried up so that the kings from the east Could march their armies towards the west without hindrance Now let's go back to our timeline for a second What is the timeline that includes the great tribulation of key events The great tribulation begins on day one It ends on day 1260 Immediately following the great tribulation is the first resurrection Those of us who are here on the earth, in the blink of an eye, we will transition from mortality to immortality. Our DNA will be upgraded. We'll transition from this mortal body to an immortal body. We're told in the New Testament that not everyone is going to die. There's a generation of believers. I believe that it includes some of us and uh, who are hearing this program right now. There's a generation of believers who will never, ever experience the first death. You say, well, why not? Because we're told, we're told in the Bible that not everyone will fall asleep. So to fall asleep, that's the language used. To describe the first death Because every person who experiences The first death With the exception of the Antichrist and the false prophet Will be resurrected again Some will participate in the first resurrection After the 1260 days of Of the wrath of Satan The great tribulation Some will participate in another resurrection Described in Revelation chapter 20 Verses 4 and 5 That's the resurrection that happens After Satan is thrown into the lake of fire, and before the great white throne judgment, that's the final judgment day. The final judgment day that will involve every person, every person who dies, and instead of rising up to meet Jesus in heaven, they descend down to take their place in a prison in Hades. Those individuals, when their earth suit gives out for whatever reason, maybe it's a car accident, maybe it's old age, maybe it's multiple sclerosis, whatever the reason, when an individual has his or her earth tent give out, the first earth suit, when it wears out or when it's uh, destroyed, the individual either has perfect continuity of life with the person's spirit 100% intact, the person's soul, mind, will, and emotions 100% intact, but those two things, That cannot be disentangled They're without a body They're without a body And so without a body An individual cannot reside on this present earth The individual must be relocated To either present heaven or Hades So either they ascend And they live in heaven above the earth A physical location above the earth Or they descend to live in Hades in a prison of darkness. In either case, both groups of individuals await a resurrection. Those in heaven will participate in the first resurrection. Those in Hades will participate in another resurrection. Now here in verse 12 of chapter 16, it says, The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates River, and it dried up so that the kings from the east could could march their armies toward the west without hindrance. After the wrath of Satan, there's the first resurrection. And after the first resurrection, there are the seven final plagues. After the seven final plagues, which include the destruction of the headquarters of the Harlot Church is the Battle of Armageddon. So the seven final plagues are what happens immediately before Jesus returns with all of his holy ones to fight and win the Battle of Armageddon. Now, don't be confused by this. You might say, well, Jesus doesn't come three times, research scientists. He only comes two times. In my Bible, it talks about the second coming, which is the return of Jesus Christ. When he returns, he's not limited. So in other words, in his glorified resurrected body, he has the ability to have movement. So in the book of Revelation, we see a series of activities that happen With Jesus Christ. In Revelation 14, he's in the clouds, and the earth is harvested, and the first resurrection happens. In Revelation 19, we see that he exits heaven on a horse to fight the battle of Armageddon. Now here in Revelation 16, the first resurrection has already happened, and he is in heaven, and the angels are pouring out, The seven last plagues, why? Judgment on the people on this earth and preparation for the Battle of Armageddon. Let's hear about the sixth and final plague. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates River, and it dried up so that the kings from the east could march their armies toward the west without hindrance. And I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap from the mouths of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. They are demonic spirits who work miracles and go out to all the rulers of the world to gather them for battle against the Lord on that great judgment day of God the Almighty. So this is talking about Armageddon. So when it says to gather the rulers of the world, to gather them for battle against the Lord on that great judgment day, this is talking about the battle of Armageddon. Now why why is it referred to as judgment day? So earlier I referred to the great white throne judgment as the final judgment. And here it says that there's going to be a battle on that great judgment day of God the Almighty. And earlier it said in here that when these plagues are released and that when plague number three was released, that that was a judgment. So judgment doesn't happen only at one time. The judgment of God happens Across multiple points in time, so the seven final plagues are Judgment the battle of Armageddon is a judgment day and the final Judgment day is the day of the great white throne judgment Described in Revelation chapter 20 verses 11 to 15 now, let's continue here in Revelation chapter 16 Verse 15, Jesus begins to speak to us, and he says, Look, I will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are all who are watching for me, who keep their clothing ready, so they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed. And the demonic spirits gathered all the rulers and their armies to a place with the Hebrew name Armageddon. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a mighty shout came from the throne in the temple, saying, It is finished. Then the thunder crashed and rolled, and lightning flashed, and a great earthquake struck, the worst since people were placed on the earth. The great city of Babylon split into three sections, and the cities of many nations fell into heaps of rubble. So God remembered all of Babylon's sins and he made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his fierce wrath. So this is saying when the seventh and final plague is released, there's going to be an earthquake that's huge. Researchers suggest that the greatest earthquake we've ever had was uh measured 9.5 on the Richter scale. So that means it's going to be greater than 9.5. It's the worst since people were placed on the earth. When the seventh and final plague is released, that's what's going to happen. And not only will will Babylon, which is a city, that's the headquarters of the one world religion, the harlot church, not only is that city going to break into three sections, but uh, the cities of many nations are going to fall into heaps of rubble. Then it says, so God remembered all of Babylon's sins, and he made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his fierce wrath. Interestingly, we're getting a snapshot of the next prophecy, the next documentary in the book of Revelation. So this is a snapshot of what happens to the headquarters for the one world religion, the harlot church. What happens to them when the wrath of God is released, we have a snapshot here, but Revelation chapter 17 and 18, as well as the first five verses of chapter 19, describe it in great detail. But let's stay here where we are. Then it says, In every island, verse 20 of chapter 16 in the book of Revelation, And every island disappeared, and all the mountains were leveled. There was a terrible hailstorm, and hailstones weighing as much as 75 pounds fell from the sky onto the people below. They cursed God because of this terrible plague of the hailstorm. So is the last of the seven final plagues. Now what happens, what happens after these seven last plagues are released? We see in... Revelation 16 verse 19, so God remembered all of Babylon's sins and he made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his fierce wrath. A description of how God makes the city of Babylon drink the cup that's filled with his wrath, that is described across more than two chapters of the Bible. Revelation chapters 17 and 18 and again verses 1 to 5 of chapter 19 After Babylon is destroyed That city will never rise again the headquarters for the one world religion the headquarters where uh, the final pope will dwell That's the false prophet After that happens We have the Battle of Armageddon. So the seven last plagues, so you have this timeline clear, crystal clear in your mind. The seven last plagues are followed by the Battle of Armageddon. When the Battle of Armageddon begins, that's when the book of Revelation communicates that Jesus leaves heaven again And he comes back with who? All his holy ones. He comes back with the bride. Now, how can he come back with the bride? Because we're already dressed. We already participated in the first resurrection. So now we come back triumphantly to watch our Lord and Savior fight and win the war to end all wars. You might say, um... Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Let's go there together. Let's go there together. Revelation chapter 19 verse 6. Revelation chapter 19 verse 6. That's the beginning of the marriage supper prophecy. It says, Then I heard again what sounded like the shout of a vast crowd or the roar of mighty ocean waves or the crash of loud thunder. Praise the Lord, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice, and let us give honor to him. For the time has come for the wedding feast of the Lamb, and his bride has prepared herself. She has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear, for the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy people. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he added, these are true words that come from God. Now the Bible tells us elsewhere that when God comes to fight and win the battle of Armageddon, he's coming with all his holy ones. All his holy ones. Now how is he coming To fight the battle of Armageddon with all his holy ones. And who are the holy ones? The holy ones are those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Those who are among the wheat rather than the tares. The sheep who hear his voice. The good fish who will be kept. So, He's coming with all his holy ones. Let's go to uh 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 13. It says May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. All his holy ones. Okay, so what's the take-home point? The first resurrection, referred to sometimes as the rapture, also Known as the marriage of the Lamb It is post-tribulation And post-first resurrection Is the seven final plagues And post-seven final plagues Is the battle of Armageddon So let's just hit all of those in a row Beginning with the great tribulation First There's the great tribulation, which lasts only 1,260 days. That's three and a half years. That's 42 months. Then there's the first resurrection. Then there are seven final plagues. When the seven final plagues are poured out on the earth, believers believers according to the book of revelation chapter 15 will be with Jesus Christ in heaven now think about this in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 it says we will rise to meet Jesus Christ in the clouds have you ever wondered why why don't we meet Jesus Christ on a mountain or in the temple or uh, in some other location? Why do we meet him in the clouds? Now, I can't say for sure, but consider this. Maybe we rise to meet him in the clouds because our next destination shortly thereafter is a visit to heaven so we can watch as the angels pour out the seven plagues. Let's take a look at Revelation chapter 15. So this is immediately after the first resurrection. What does John the Revelator say? What is he shown? What's the next documentary that he's shown by the angel of the Lord? He says, Then I saw in heaven another marvelous event of great significance. Seven angels were holding the seven last plagues which would bring God's wrath to completion. So this is what John Revelator shown right after the first resurrection. And it says, I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire. So he's seeing in heaven angels holding the seven last plague, the seven angels. Each one has a bowl, and in it, in it contents to pour out a plague. And so he's still looking in heaven, and he's shown, he says, I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire, and on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast. Now, where are they standing? They're not standing on the earth. They're standing in heaven. It says, and on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue and the number representing his name. Think about this. Many of us are going to survive the great tribulation. Some of us will not, but many of us will. Every person who spends any time on this earth during the great tribulation and who refuses the mark of the beast, who refuses to worship the statue of the Antichrist, will be victorious. So this is talking about a specific group of believers, those of us who spend any length of time. Some people will be here for six months of the tribulation. Some people will be here for all three and a half uh, years. Some will make it for two years. But all who are victorious, what does he see? And on it stood all the people who had been victorious. So that's 100% of individuals who spend any time on this earth who are believers, spend any time on this earth during the Great Tribulation who are victorious. In other words, we continue to worship the Lord our God and to refuse to be recruited to team Satan. We refuse that mark of the beast. We refuse to worship the statue. And now what is John seeing after the first resurrection? He's seeing us. Where are we? We're in heaven. Did you hear that, friend? Let's go back. Let's go back. Revelation 15, then I saw in heaven another marvelous event of great significance. Seven angels were holding the seven last plagues, which would bring God's wrath to completion. I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire. Now, where is he again? He's in heaven. And on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue and the number representing his name. Now, hear the second part. They were all holding harps that God had given them. Friend and truth seeker, I'm blown away by that. Do you own any musical instruments? For those of us who are here during the Great Tribulation, we have one on schedule. Every person who participates, whether it's for one day or all 1,260 days, every believer who participates in any way in the Great Tribulation and who is victorious. We're going to get a gift from God. God's going to give us our own harp. And it says in verse 3, and they were singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. And then it has in here the lyrics that we're going to sing. It has the lyrics of the song that we're going to sing. Okay, and then after that, After that, after we're standing in heaven and we're singing and worshiping, then John the Revelator sees the seven angels pouring out the seven last plagues. So, are you ready for the first resurrection? Better yet, are you ready for the great tribulation? Any person who refuses the mark of the beast and whose name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that means you've refused, you're you going to refuse the mark of the beast, and you will refuse it. Um, any person who is a believer and who's here during the Great Tribulation for any length of time, you will be victorious. Again, some will be victorious because they refused the mark of the beast. Even with the threat and reality of death, they never took the mark of the beast. And so despite being uh, losing the first body as a result of physical death, they're still victorious because the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord for those who die in Christ. But many of us will be here for the entire tribulation, and we will be victorious too because we refuse the mark of the beast. Okay. So we've discussed the timeline for key events at the end of the age, including the great tribulation, the first resurrection, the seven final plagues, And the Battle of Armageddon. I hope that this has been a useful and interesting discussion for you. In February, we're going to be talking about the destruction of Babylon. In the Purple and Scarlet Prophecy, the prophecy that appears after the seven final plagues prophecy, it's the prophecy that... Illuminates That one verse At the end Of the seven last plagues Prophecy where it says In Revelation chapter 16 Verse 19 The great city Of Babylon split into three Sections And the cities Of many nations fell into heaps of rubble And then this is the verse I meant to say, So God remembered all of Babylon's sins, and he made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his fierce wrath. That sentence right there. So God remembered all of Babylon's sins, and he made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his fierce wrath. That single sentence, half of verse 19 of chapter 16, is explained and rich and specific detail in the Purple and Scarlet Prophecy. So we're going to be talking about that in the month of February, every program on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time, that's 8 p.m. Eastern, and on Sundays at 12 noon Texas Time, that's 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll be talking about the Purple and Scarlet Prophecy, but we're going to end the month of January uh, in a wonderful way. We're going to continue to discuss to analyze the timeline, the scripture, the realities, the secrets in the book of Revelation in this seven last plagues. So if you have a question or comment about the seven plagues prophecy or the first resurrection or the battle of Armageddon or the great tribulation, would you call during the live internet broadcast so we can talk about it? One three one nine five two seven six zero two seven. You can also text in your comments or questions to our PGN text number. That's one two one four five zero five eight seven one nine. I want to thank you for being with me and with us today, and I want to share with you something from Jeremiah thirty three three. haven't done so yet according to jeremiah 33 3 i urge you to call out to god today he promises to show you great and mighty secrets that you do not know god bless you friend and truth seeker until next time